I tell you, happy Monday, new week, new opportunities, rolling along here on The Daily Dose, Patrick Conway back with us in studio, hey, hey. Jeremy Clevin here, the furry little animal behind the class, Byron uh, Filson, uh, we are magicless, is that a word? Without magic, without the magic man, we'll be back Wednesday, I believe, Wednesday, put it down on your calendars, everyone, I'm excited to have him back i miss him dearly so we uh me too yeah i know i know he's a he's a he's a great guy we love you mark uh but thank you my man for uh continuing to uh to join us here on the dose absolutely you have to share this uh, series with all your uh your friends and family and co-workers back in san antonio and oh, yeah. surrounding texas community for right sure. absolutely man share it out there with the world it's like the first time i've ever been in an actual studio byron's got a pretty cool setup here byron doesn't mess around thanks yeah it's pretty nice so i was watching uh, defiant ones on hbo which is just awesome and i'm kind of that classic rap fan so i was like imagining myself in a studio like with dr dre and i'm like yo 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 <laughs> sell some houses yo no i don't know but uh, uh this kind of like, awesome <coughs> excuse me it is kind of like that in here I mean, this old school <laughs> like you know wallpaper in here it's got a good vibe that was a great show. Weird by the Halloween way. mask here. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It is the season. We just passed what last week or whatever. But uh, the Defiant ones was a great series, by the way. Pretty cool. Four episodes in that series, right? Oh, yeah, I think, I really I think wanted, four. Like, yeah. I wanted like four more. Come, they need to continue that. Me too, man. But good stuff for sure. So, you uh, again, huge thanks to you. The last few days, you know, open up the playbook. Um, whole bunch of nuggets over the last few days you've been you know dropping on all our listeners and we do appreciate that so today i want to dive in to let's talk team let's talk team you know when you are you know a single agent doing 43 deals in your your, you know first year going to years two and three um when do you decide to grow the team what does that look like and then the key question that a lot of people out there need to ask themselves right now what is that first hire cool so the whole mentality of $11 a minute, which we've talked about a whole bunch. And the end of my first year going into second year, I was like, wow, I do a whole bunch of $11 an hour work. So the first hire for sure is an admin person that can take you away from that red time, being in the files, talking to survey companies, title companies, calling your loan officers, figuring out what the heck's going on, dealing with the appraisal issues and the problems and putting out the fires and all those things that really don't matter. For me, a big one is email as well. I don't even do my own emails. I have a great email address that goes to my ops manager. Thank you, Matt, for running the emails all the time. Um, but it's just, you know, big distractions and it's $11 an hour work job. So first hire is an admin, preferably contract to close. That's very, very important. I think um, a big focus for me the last two years has been current client referrals. And I think the easiest way to double your business is to get one super solid referral from each one of your current clients. And if you did that, it would double, right? Very easy math. Right. So the way to get a current client referral, number one is ask and hardly anyone asks. And number two is deliver just a level of service with proactive communications and little wow touch points throughout the process that are awesome. And I can tell you that every wow touch point that we do wasn't developed or created by me. It's created by a admin person who's doing contract close, figure out how we can be super proactive and then just do little touch points. So a great example is I have a list listing coordinator and I said, well, how can we wow these people? And they said, well, you know, staging and making the house smell good and delivering a little gift right before they go on market. I think that we should do a candle. So she found out on Yankee Candle that we can do a branded Conway Realty Group and send them a little candle. It smells good. 
Everyone loves it. Cost me like eight bucks. I mean, it's like a no brainer. And then half the time it's showing up in the pictures when we take the professional photography of the house. So it's just a little touch point, a wow factor. And that was the admin person doing that. So how I blew up from year number two to three and going from 25 million and we jumped up to a little north of 40 million, which is a huge jump, was just leverage. So in that period of time, I actually hired uh, four different admin assistants. Uh, the first one was contract to close, and then he kind of graduated to an operations manager as I hired two other contract to close. So I had a listing side contract to close and a buyer side contract to close, and then I had the operations manager who was like kind of the, their boss. And then from there, uh, I hired kind of a personal assistant person. So when I hired all those people, what ended up happening is I took myself out of the file, I took myself out of the problems, and... Uh, as a high eye salesperson, I'm not very good at like making my own calendar or doing things for myself. So I had that personal assistant that, you know, if you wanted to schedule an appointment with me, you got to get with her because she'll actually put in drive time, which I was really bad at. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I have a listing appointment from three to four. I'll see you at four. Oh, wait, I didn't put in any drive time. Okay. Right. So just leveraging and getting people to do something better than I can do it. So, and really now it's like, if somebody can do something 80% as good as me, I'm going to hire them and have them do it. And I'm just going to stick with that $11 an hour stuff, $11 a minute stuff. Um, the, the metric behind when should I hire somebody and when should I bring this first contract to close person is um, amount of deals. Now, it obviously depends on your sales price. The bigger the sales price, maybe the smaller amount of deals, but it depends on money and looking at a P&L and being a business person. But for me, for every three transactions that we're closing, I need to have one admin style person. So we're going to do about 330 deals this year. Uh, it's roughly 28, 29, 30 deals a month is kind of what we're averaging. So I have eight people, eight admin staff people. So eight times three is, I suck at math. 24. 34. 24. 24. <coughs> so I'm a little light. Yeah. <laughs> so really I'm like a little bit behind the curve and I think we're giving a good level of service and I'm actually interviewing some other people and we're probably going to bring on one or two people to start uh, training in quarter four here and uh, running into quarter one so we can do what the big goal is next year is 120 million so we got to jump it up a bunch so i'm a little bit understaffed but i think that that number is pretty accurate three transactions uh for each admin assistant style person so to kind of break my team down now that we're doing all this business i have an operations manager and i would say his main jobs are to lead the other admin so he's their boss he puts out all of the fires and really, he is a true operations manager where he runs the P&Ls and writes all the checks. And I don't even have access to the accounts anymore. It's pretty crazy because I am the spender. <laughs> so I don't have access to any of that stuff because I'll go nuts and just spend it all. So he's been great at that. Then I have uh, two listing coordinators. I have a pre-listing coordinator and an active listing coordinator. A pre-listing just from the time a lead raises their hand to the time that uh, they're going active on the market, she handles everything. So she sets up the appointment. She sends a pre-listing package away. She sends some preliminary marketing stuff over there. She gets all the vendors scheduled, handyman, photographer, cleaners, whatever we need. Uh, she writes unbelievable agent remarks and put all the information in MLS, puts it out there active, and uh, then delivers an awesome handoff to our active listing coordinator. And she just manages the transaction. Showings, follow-up, listing management in terms of brokers opens and open houses or whatever we need to do. If a house hits the market in their neighborhood, she emails it to them. So just a lot of little touch points there. And then she runs it from contract to close once it goes under contract. On the buyer side, I have two buyers coordinators, one for resale transactions, one for new home sales. So I think in Phoenix, you guys have a pretty good new home sales market as well. Sure. San Antonio yep. is huge. And it's a lot different transaction if they're buying a resale versus new. So I have two different coordinators who just run that. Uh, they do an excellent job. And it's just all about proactive communication. And I do have buyer's agents 
So really they're there to cater to the buyer's agent as well. So these buyer's coordinators take away all the transactional responsibilities from my buyer's agent. And really they're just the communication liaison between everything. And they're the transactional doers, if that makes any sense. So I have my personal assistant. I have a marketing person that really just does some of those things that we're talking about, you know, making sure I send a letter of the heart out, uh, events, happy hours, client parties. Uh, we do a, every quarter we do a top referral partner party and we make it well known that, Hey, if you send us amount of referrals or amount of deals that have closed, you get an invite to our cool party. So we've done a big top golf thing. We did a big, uh, fancy dinner. Uh, we did, went out to my lake house and had a party on the lake. I had like a musician come in and play and uh, we're all in the pontoon boat, jet skiing and stuff at the lodge nice. on the water. So there's just cool parties that they're involved with, but this person does all of that marketing stuff and it's the relationship marketing stuff. And her responsibility is make sure that I have five new appointments every week without fail. And then I've got just a generic runner, like entry level, right. uh, making sure supplies are stocked up. We have groceries and sandwich meats and soups and different things for the employees and sodas and drinks and cookies and all that stuff in right. the office if anybody comes through. So she's responsible for all that stuff. And we have a big listing inventory. We run between 40 and 50 listings. And uh, this person just signs and lock boxes, like running out there and making sure we know where all of our stuff is at all times, you know, delivering those candles that I talked about on a pre-listing deal. Uh, and then I have, that's all my admin team. So there's about eight of those people. And then if we run over to our sales team, I have six buyer's agents that are on 50-50 splits with me. And uh, I did it all wrong when I hired at first. I did it because I was like, oh, I have so many leads. Let me hire somebody to take my own leads. Right. So I think I, had, I, I, I hear so many team leaders that are like, I need to bring on a buyer's agent. I'm going to give them a 50-50 split or whatever that split looks like to handle my extra leads. And that is dumb. <laughs> versus, was, versus a salary? So a salary, like right. showing assistant model is right. way better. So yep. let me talk about a 50-50 agent split if that's what you've got. So I have six of those people and it's been a headache trying to convert them. But now I have converted them over because before it was like, hey, I'm on the team for leads. Mm-hmm. So now all my agents, they do phenomenally well. Uh, all of them on a 50-50 make over 100 grand. My top person made 292 uh, on a 50-50 split, but they don't have any costs. Um, and basically what, why they would be on the team is for accountability and coaching from me, direction from me, uh, which is really high level stuff. I talk to them about making sure their outbound sales activity is there every single week. Who knew, uh, who are the new people in their life that they met from the week prior uh, we team sell some things if they have like a business professional or a business uh, partner and we'll meet with them together and try to get them going on that. And then I really look at how many leads are coming in and what they're converting. So that's a high level of accountability. And then I've got it set up with that admin staff where all they're doing is prospecting, showing houses, listing houses, writing deals. And then once it goes under contract, then I have to worry about it. So like literally our buyer's coordinator will hand them the gift for closing and say, go to closing. There you go. So all they're doing is prospecting, writing deals, negotiating deal, and then they move on. So it's a, it's a lot less stuff. They don't have to look at an inspection report. They don't have to chase down anything. Like once it goes into the deal and it's um, an actual transaction, the transaction coordinators take it. So I think they're 50-50 agents on my team for high level of accountability and just a ton of team support where all they're doing is the fun prospecting right. and showing houses. I mean, that's really what it is. And then I have two showing assistants. And those showing assistants, what they do is they're like, my little mini me's they're my taxi service and my door openers basically right. so if i have a personal buyer we have a team buyer that comes in uh, you know i set them up with the showing assistant we're in a meeting called the buyer's consultation where i just ask them 101 questions about what it is that they're looking for i have a very clear painted picture about what it is and what their house looks like and then i tell them hey i'm gonna go out there and search so the showing assistant and myself we might search a little bit but 
They schedule the houses. They go out there and meet them, taxi them around, open the doors. When they find the house, I negotiate the deal. Instead of giving half of my money away, I'm giving like 5% of the money away. So it's pretty incredible. And then those showing assistants, they kind of go back and forth. So they're on call on the weekends. So on the weekends, I'm not running around showing houses. I mean, I got somebody who can go do that, which is awesome. And my wife thanks me a lot for that. <laughs> I bet. So, but that's kind and of the, the breakdown of my team. But the more people that I've hired and every single time I've hired somebody, I've been like fearful, like crazy. Cause I'm like, that's just coming out of my pocket. That's going to be more overhead. What the heck? But I've done it the right way because every time I hire somebody, it leverages my time more so I can be in green time so I can have that $11 a minute mentality and go after more people, get deeper in relationship, have more relationships and ask for business more often. And uh, it's just incredible. And now like my business runs so smooth. We survey everybody. And at the end of every transaction this year, uh, there's been three people who did not, but three people out of over 280 or whatever we've done so far. Um and I've given us a nine or a 10 on a survey and they're like highly, you know, highly recommended and all this stuff. And that's not for me. That's for my team because transactionally they're doing it. And what I did screw up in year number three going into year number four was people were getting a lot of the team and not so much me. So on those same surveys, they were like, eh, we'll give you a seven or an eight. Like we didn't really hear from Patrick too much. So I literally don't do anything transactionally, but every single morning, uh, Monday through Friday, I come in and there's a half hour time where I uh, have designated for honor calls. So on my desk is a printed uh, schedule of who I need to call and where they're at in the process. So if they're a buyer under contract, a seller under contract, a seller on the market, and even uh, the first six months, everybody gets a call once a month if they closed. So like sometimes there's like 40 people that I'm calling in one morning and I just bust it out very, very quickly. Uh, But it's very, very important because they like to hear from me and it's just an honor call. It's like, hey, I love you guys. Thanks for using us. Uh, How was the process or hey, how was the process going? And what that does, it allows me to either fix a problem or if it's really good and they're like, man, you guys are so great. Thanks for the call. And then they feel like they're getting a call from the boss too. So they feel honored. And uh, if it's really bad, it's a problem I can fix. If it's really good, I can say, cool, in two weeks, you're going to close. Then I'm going to be unemployed. Who else you know that needs to buy or sell? I need you to commit to sending me one. (laughs) Yes. Uh, So that's a little bit about our team and how I've been able to delegate and how we're able to do that many transactions. I mean, one person cannot do it all. Right. And, um, I love that. I mean, yeah. my God, I mean, that's a, that's a, you know, quite the intricate team that you got, you know, I mean, um, you know, everybody's structured a little bit differently, you know, and, uh, you know, clearly you have, uh, a lot of pieces in place, a lot of folks in place, a lot of doing a lot of big things, a lot of big, you know, big business and, you know, seems to be going like a well-oiled machine, you know, and it's that leverage point. Mm-hmm. You know, I love when you talk about, you know, the, you know, green time, red time, mm-hmm. you know, uh, we talk a ton about, you know, you know, leverage points and, you know, being able to expand. And like you said, you can't do it all yourself. Oh yeah. Possible. Unless you want to work like 80 hours a week plus and just grind it out and hate your job. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But I think we all work in green time and red time. I love that, but uh, I've implemented another color and it's gold time. And I think that, you know, we want to limit our red time as much as possible and hire people to do all that because it's just not worth our time and we can literally make $11 per minute. So we want to hire all those $11 an hour people to do that for the red time and we want to do as much green time when we're at work as possible. When we're in that green time, we really earn our $11 per minute. And we're doing that so we can make the kind of money and do the kind of business and have the kind of leads and cherry pick who we want to work with so we can go home and have gold time. And gold time for me is time with the family, doing things that I like to do, taking time for myself. And I think that's really what it boils down to. And I think so many people talk about green time so much. It's like the most important is gold time, man. And gold time for me is family time why i work right there you go all good stuff my man we'll come back tomorrow for one more segment segment uh guys great way to kick off the week right here 
great, great show, episode, series in the works right here. Patrick Conway, once again, appreciate you, my man. Guys, Thanks, have a man. great day. Start of a great week. Let's go out and get it. Talk to you tomorrow. See you. Bye. Byron. 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 <laughs>